0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. We've got a great sermon, and this is just part one of it, entitled, What Will You Have Me to Do? Do you know what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it? Are you willing to step into the great plan God has for you? Because every person on this planet, God's got a plan for them. This sermon will minister greatly to you. Call a friend, tell them to turn that television on, get a pencil and paper, take some notes. Because you were asked that all the days of your life when it comes to God, God, what will you have me to do? What do you want me to do? Why am I here? What is my destiny? What's my destination? This is going to bless you. Are you ready? This is part one of a sermon that the Lord blessed me with entitled, What Will You Have Me To Do? Would you turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 9? I want to read some uh, from very familiar scripture, Acts chapter 9. And uh, I I love this um, passage of scripture, and this is what I felt the Lord would have me speak this morning. You that are watching all over the world, this goes to you too. Faith destroys all distance between me and you, so I don't care if you're in India or China or Singapore or Australia or wherever you're watching this, you could be across the street. Uh, I'm telling you, God will touch you and minister greatly to you. I like to use different translations when I study, but I I really read, I like the old King James Version because it's so poetical to me. Not because of my age or anything like that. I just like it, you know. And if I just want to just enjoy reading, I love the Amplified. I I like the New American Standard. People ask me all the time, the Passion Translation. Kathy's more translation uh, uh, savvy, I guess you could say, than I am. And I just like the old King James Version, you know. And it's just such a blessing. So In Acts chapter 9, verse 1, the Bible reads, and Saul was breathing and threatening, and Saul yet breathing and threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus and the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, well, if Jesus is the way, you can't, get, you can't get lost. If he's the truth, you cannot be deceived, and he's the life. The devil can't kill you. That's what I'm talking about this way, the way. Of this way, whether they were men or women, then made no difference with sex, you are he might bring them bound under Jerusalem. One thing you've got to give this man, he sure had ambition. In other words, he believed in what he was doing, even though what he was believing was totally wrong. So you've got to give him that much. He was a man that was focused because he thought that Christianity was totally contrary to the Jewish tradition when Jesus is Jewish. And you're looking for the Messiah. And sometimes you can get so close to the Messiah, you don't know who he is. Now notice this, my Lord, verse two, uh, excuse me, verse three. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly, suddenly is a, 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 is, is a wonderful word. And suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Jesus took that personal. He said, you want to dance with me? You want to talk? You want to kill my, my kids? That, you got a father that's going to protect you. So why are you he took it personal. Why are you persecuting me? Look, look at this here. He fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, verse 4, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, now, what happened between verse 1 and verse 6? Something major happened. He trembled in astonishment and said unto the Lord, what will thou have me to do? Now, a lot of times you want an answer right away, but Jesus says, arise and go into the city and he shall be told thee what thou shalt do. I want to go back to, uh, to the front of that verse, verse 6. He trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Why would he say that? Because he was a man of action. He was a man that he believed in what he did. He wasn't just trying to get close to God. To what, he was looking to do something for God Almighty. I want to talk about that statement. What will you have me to do? A commission and a destiny and a destination was given to that man right there. Now, he was, a, he was a criminal to the Christian world. He was, you could say, an o- Osama bin Laden of his day. He would take men and women, children, pull them in the streets and bam, kill them if he had to. It didn't make no difference to him because in his mind, he was doing something for God. So some of the worst people in the world, if you can let your light shine and get them born again, becomes, can become some of the greatest apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers that you can ever imagine. What are you having to do? Something happened to him. Everything he believed in was shot down in one second. And God began to sp- speak to him. So I want you to write this down if you take taking notes. All opposition to Christ must collapse as we, I'm talking about me and you now, we in the now now. All opposition to Christ must collapse as we surrender our lives to his will. Everything that he was believing collapsed in that one instant moment. Shut him down. He went from Saul of Tarsus to the Apostle Paul right there, not knowing how he was going to do it, when he was going to do it, where, whatever, but something happened. He accepted Jesus as Lord by simply saying, Lord, Lord. Where was all that that tenacity? It was still there, but now it's in a different manner. See, God will save you, but he'll keep your personality intact. He changed his spirit. Everything collapsed in the man's life completely. Why? Because all he could think, live, breathe, sleep was Jesus Christ and him crucified from that moment forward. And this man was very ambitious. He was a Roman citizen. He was intelligent. And the reason why God called him to the Gentiles, he would stand before kings. And you have to have intellectual activity to understand some of these academic people. And he was academic in everything. So all opposition to Christ must collapse as we surrender our lives to his will. Now you want to know why uh, I preach so much and I just don't stop because my will to what I want to do has collapsed. It is not my will, but thine be done. Same thing Jesus did at the garden gets into me. Do you see that? Write this down. Conversion should never be a long and tedious time of development. And a lot of people believe that, you know, they they struggle. God made me the Lord of their life, but only in certain parts of capacities of their life. See, you must be totally, you got to totally collapse to this Jesus we know. Conversion should never be a long and tedious time of development. All our love must be under his control. See, under his control. It's not me that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to read that first point again. All opposition to Christ must collapse. As we surrender, notice that surrender our lives to His will—not my will, but Thine be done. And then conversion should never be a long and tedious time of development. All our love must be under His control. Now I know some people when they get born again, they struggle maybe with drinking or they struggle with drugs, or the, you know. The, but see, because they have never told to collapse, they have never come to the word called abandonment to where all you see is live, eat, and breathe, this God who created us all, Amen. completely. And, and Jesus answered this, you're persecuting me. So since you're persecuting me, I'm going to hire you. And now you're going to work for me. Jesus saw something in that man. He, like I said, most, a lot of people believe in original sin. I personally like to believe in original goodness. He looked at the goodness of what he could do with this man in a collapsed condition. Well, he no longer liveth in that instant, in that time frame. And that's why we do what we do, no matter how tired, no matter how old we get, no matter how we feel, no matter how much it costs. I I never forget that. And, you know, you go through tests in life and, you know, when I got saved, I gave all my money away. You know that. I mean, and it was a lot of money because I made a lot of money in the rock world. But then I I began to, you know, live like a normal person. Three years later, I had, you know, I had mortgaged the house and financed the car and done like everybody else does, you know. And then the Lord asked me again, give me all your money. And when I say all my money, I'm not talking about just what I had to make. I'm talking about going to Jody's piggy bank, opening it up and giving all the coins out. Now, we had zero, nothing. How could you do that? I was in a collapsed condition. You see what I'm saying? And when I looked at the first thing I thought of, you've heard me say, and I didn't say it because the Bible says, take no thought, say it. I I said, well, how am I going to pay for this house? How am I going to pay for this car note? But but I I, I didn't verbalize it. I just thought it. But see, like I said, if you don't speak thoughts that come in your mind, they'll die unborn. They will abort themselves. You see, not my will, but thine be done. And I said, I'm yours to command, Lord. And I went in and told Kathy God said to us to give all our money away again. Kathy never once looked back because she was in a collapsed condition. See, something had happened to us. What? What shall we do? What will you have me to do? And I did it, my God, and i never forget. I walked back out of that house, and when I, I had my Abraham moment, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, it was amazing. You've heard me say it many times. He said, and he did it, King James, because thou hast done this, and not withheld from me all that you have. I will bless you behind your wildest dream. So you want to. Persecute me, you want to hurt me? All I'm going to do is get blessed more in the city, more in the field, more going in, more and going. You can say what you want. You're looking at a person that is blessed beyond human reasoning. Somebody shout somebody. And what is that blessing? It's not money. I'm collapsed. You see, Christ, everything spiritual, physical, financial, We put him first. I will not do anything and put him out of my life or put something ahead of him. You know how much I like sports? A lot. But I am not going to put a game ahead of God. You can do what you want to do. I'm not trying to convict you in any way. I can't do that. That's the Holy Ghost does that. But I will not. I don't take God out of my vacations. I got a lot of ministers that say, we need to rest. You don't rest from God. You don't do that. See, there's compartments, an area of July that he has not taken control of. Listen to the point. Conversion should never be a long and tedious time of development. All our love must be under his control. That's why from the day I got born, again, drinking a fifth of whiskey a day before I was saved. Now, most people, they, you know, they got to be delivered from that. I was instantly and completely delivered. A dead man can't sin. A dead man can't drink. A dead man don't think of himself. Oh, let me get over here. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Do you understand? All I had on my mind is, Lord, what will you have me to do? What is my position? What do you want me to do? I'll do it all. If you, if, I, 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 I had no problems with booze. I was an alcoholic. You don't quit that, like that. And the drugs and the sin and everything you could think of completely. And I don't sin every day. That's a religious lie. We've all sinned, but we're not all sinners. Satan doesn't control my life. I control my life through the personage of the Holy Ghost. Are y'all getting this? You see what I'm saying? So you don't have to wait real long to try to get through things. My God, die! That's what you do. You die to your... Boy, Lord, I can preach this. You die to yourself. Do you see what I'm saying? This is Christ, man. This is God. Jesus. Listen to this point, write it down. There's little fire in the locomotive if it's not transforming its energy into motion. I thought about a train when I was writing this thing down. Why? Because we always catch that train at 12 (laughs) o'clock. We leave our office. It's aggravating. You catch it right before you go to church. There's little fire in the locomotive if it is not transforming its energy into motion. I'm always moving. That's why I don't get hit much by the devil. He's not a good shot. But if you stand there, he'll blow your head off. But if you move it, fire. So when you have a business, I mean, move that business with fire. You see what I'm saying? You don't have to be in, as an apostle or prophet or evangelist or pastor. God will call you. So, in other words, your your business is owned by God Almighty. And God, and, and I mean, what will you have me to do? So, man, if you got some heathen, uh, you know, employees, let your light shine. Turn on the hard light. You know what I'm saying? And show them how they can live in a sin-sick world simply because you love God Almighty. Now, I'm not saying God's going to ask you for all your money. I don't know. He, had to do, he did it for me. Why? Because I guess I, I reached out for that. But I found out how disappointing money was. Because when you don't have God, money is disappointing. Because you see, I said, he said, he blessed you. But, and the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, but he added no sorrow with it. I see so many people loaded to the gills would find that it's full of sorrow. Isn't that sad? It really is, you see. So there's a little fire in the, in the locomotive if it is not transforming its energy into motion. You see, I transform my energy into motion. Lord, what would I have me to do? I mean, so many people say, I, 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 I'm a, this is my church, I can say what I want, bless God. So many people say, now Brother Jesse, you just need to slow down. Let me give you a word, shut the hell up. All right? Oh, wait a minute, I'm in church, excuse me. Shut the heaven up, okay? I got, I'm about to Father's business. Yes. I got to do what he tells me to do. Yes. I know I got to take care of my body. I understand that spirit's willing the flesh is weak. I understand all that, but I'm like a horse. I can sleep standing up on one leg. <laughs> but when you've been traveling as much as I travel, you grab it when you can. And don't lie to somebody when you rest. Kathy lied to me yesterday. She was all wore out and tired, man. So we sat down and watched like that. Yeah, she said, I'm, I'm going to watch that movie with it. And it went, ah, oh, 20 seconds. I turned over there, and her mouth was like this. I looked at her like a. I I said, hey, I wasn't going to wait, but she went, I wasn't sleeping. Liar! It's okay to be tired. Just sleep. I'll tell you about the movie after you wake up. That's what they don't understand about St. Francis of Assisi. You can't leave all these riches. You can't do that. But he saw something that needed to be done. Moses saw something that needed to be done. You can't leave the halls of Pharaoh. My God, you can be Pharaoh. Oh, but when you have an encounter. With God Almighty. How can I not give when he tells me to give? How could I say tithing's not for today? Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Because, see, and I've said it so many times it's not about money. Everybody thinks it is. Because if it was about money, God would have changed the rate. Everybody else changed the rate. My Lord, you got to pay more now when you buy a house, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The rate goes up, the Master Cards go up. The rate's been the same. It's not about money, it's about obedience. Yes. You see what I'm saying? That's what Paul, who then, who's that, Saul said, what do, you, what do you want me to do? You're not just going to save me, just say, okay, this is great, wonderful. Let's go to a church picnic. <laughs> now, good, per- good to have church picnics. I miss the catfish fries. <laughs> we used to have them here, crawfish fries. I mean, you know what? I, it was amazing. I said I was serving crawfish. We have 1,800 people on the yard. Sunday morning, they weren't there. If I, swung a craw, if I had a big crawfish to suck a head on at the beginning, when they come in, they'd have been on Sunday morning service. They couldn't eat the crawfish, but they're not willing to give their life to God. Now, I don't mind blessing people. That's not the issue. The issue is, my God, God is the one that bought the crawfish. You see my point? But see, people get what they want because see, parts of their life, I'm not saying they're not saved, Parts of their life, they're still trying to develop when they did not completely surrender. Yes, yes. You see, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's little fire in the locomotive if it is not transforming its energy into motion. Write this down. This is so important. The business of a Christian society is to do what? Is to create a Conscience. The business of a Christian society is to create a conscious about bad conditions and unworthy compulsions. It's my job to create a consciousness in people, to make them understand about bad things. You see what I'm saying? About what I call bad uh, conditions and unworthy compulsions. When that prostitute came up to me not long ago, you heard me say that. I mean, don't judge her. I don't judge the woman. She, she's trying to make a living. You understand? Come on, let's just let the elevator go to the top. You never may have been in that kind of situation before. I don't know. Maybe she got kids. I don't know. That's not him. But I could have said, whore. I, no, I'm not going to do that. I looked at her and I said, who told you this is all you could do? That's right. Who told you that you didn't have any more gifts other than this? That's right. I said, I'm going to tell you something. God created you. Man, tears begin to come out of her eyes. I said, find your gift, girl, because there's something in you that's good. What I did, she just, it was amazing. She didn't know what to say. I got rid of the bad condition and the bad compulsions. Amen. Instead of saying, oh, don't touch me. You're not worthy. I learned it from Jesus. Caught, caught this woman in the act of adultery. All them guys run off. He said, where are your accusers? And then, Lord. He said, neither do I condemn you. And that's a true story, ladies and gentlemen. It's not our job to judge people, but Jesus told the lady to go sin no more. See, it's our job to love people, not judge people. See, God wants us to let our light shine in this dark, sin-sick world. You know it's true. I mean, where we see, we see nothing but sin, sickness, disease. That's our duty, and it takes courage to live clean and to understand And this is how you create a conscience in people like Jesus did. See, if I would just, you know, just beat that woman to pieces in terms of bad words, that that, that wouldn't help her. But I wanted her to find the gift God gave her. And I believe she did. Listen, you don't have to be an apostle or a prophet or evangelist or a pastor or a teacher. That's the executive branch of God's government. But God has a unique plan for your life. And I mean that sincerely. And when you do that, you're walking in the will of God. And the Bible said the ministry of help There's so many many wonderful things because you created in God's image and his likeness. Craig sent me a a question that I really enjoy, and I want to answer it if I can. He wrote, Jesse, you inspire me to work hard and go for my dreams. How do I get things to work out in my life the way that you do? It seemed like there's always something that gets in my way as I tried to move forward to success. You know why, Craig? Because you have success going somewhere to succeed. You don't have to try to work them out. Let God do those things. Where you're making your mistake is, is you're mixing faith and time. And that's what's, that's what's aggravating you, see? Time can be a friend to you or it can be a foe. But faith is always in the now. Now faith is. Not tomorrow, not next week. Now. Now it has the ability to create a future. But you you want it now, don't you? That's what I'm talking about, Craig. Let God do what he wants to do. You stand there and receive the blessing and the harvest of it. Do all you know to do. And once you know, do everything you know. Don't worry about the obstacles or anything else. Watch God do a miracle. He'll knock the barricades down. You'll win the race. In fact, you've already won it. All you got to do is go to the stand and pick up your trophy. Glory to God. I've been starting to preach here. Stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. Some wonderful things we want to show you. Watch this now. There's a world that needs to be saved. Our mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus to that world. That is why we here at Gestion of Planets Ministries believe the unbelievable and operate in the impossible. God is continuing to direct us to expand our outreach to more people in more places and through more ways than ever before. We are advancing into the frontiers of ministry to change more lives through one simple question. Do you know jesus listen to me it is beginning the light of jesus is shining higher and brighter and further than ever people from all over are responding to the message of jesus Nothing can stop the light of God's love from reaching people and changing lives. Did you know angels are real and many of them are here today? God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation and The Hidden Help is always here for you. Order your copy today at JDM.org. Our product offer for November is my book, The Hidden Help. This is a great teaching about God's angelic beings. I also share some of my supernatural experiences with angels myself. How do I get this book? All you got to do is go to JDM.org for your copy. It would make a great Christmas gift for someone you love. And I mean, it will bless you. So get it today and you will be blessed by it. Do you get our Voice of the Covenant monthly magazine? It's packed with ministry. Powerful articles about me and Kathy, glorious moments, praise reports, our meetings, TV schedules are in there too. How do I get that? It's absolutely free. You can just, just subscribe, like the word said, at jdm.org. I have a hard time using the word subscribe at jdm.org. Or you can view the magazine in English and in Spanish right there online at our website. Check it out today at jdm.org. Partners, us, what can I say? Your faithful financial support has blessed this ministry beyond human reasoning. And I mean that sincerely. In 47 years of preaching this gospel, never had a financial deficit. I say it all the time. What am I going to say? I trust you. You trust me. But we both trust God. I'll never get tired saying that because it all has to do with trust. And I thank you, partners, for helping me. You've heard me say it many times for every dollar given in my ministry. Give me a soul into the kingdom. I don't mind doing the work. I will work, work, work. You know, at the time you're watching this, I'm 74 years old. And I had a man tell me this last night. A pilot said, my God, you got some energy. No, I got Christ in me. Hallelujah. The hope of glory. And it's just such a blessing of the Lord. Thank you, partners. Help me reach people, change lives, one soul at a time. Nothing too big, nothing too small. Believe in God for a $20 million donut. Got a $20 million project. What do you want me to do? I wish it was 10 million. I wish it was 2 million. I wish it was one million. But it cost 20 million to do do this particular project. But that's all right. It's coming in. There's no other choice in the matter. And the anointing of increase is on me. People that know me know what I'm talking about. There's hundredfold anointings on me. So when you sow your seed, believe God for that special anointing, and it will come upon you. Why? Because it's come upon me. Don't miss next week, okay? This is Jesse Duplantis from New Orleans saying I love you. I really do. See you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye. Get fired up with who you really are and take the time to get in his presence and be filled with his glory. God has opened up the door, girls, and we need to walk through it. Kathy Duplantis' Glorious, a conference for women. Register online at jdm.org. I love my November partner offer, Someone Knocking on the Door. When you continue to knock, faith tells you to never expect disappointment, never. Faith keepers, that's who you are, that's who I am. Never put faith in the wrong place. You get what you want because you demand it from life and life sends it to you. You must gather those forces together. Determination and prayer will get it done. Get it today, okay? JDM.org. The first thing that came out of Paul, Saul of Tarsus, did. That- what was I have notice? The Christian world did not trust him. Uh-uh. And Peter said he's hard to be understood because he had tenacity like they'd never seen before. He saw the big picture.